So what's an interesting fact that maybe not even some of your closest friends know? <sighs> All right, well, I actually, I haven't been sick in 17 years. I don't know what though. Welcome to another episode of the Late Night Sessions podcast. Today we had Sean Lowry, somebody who was super, super, super um, energetic and he just brought a lot of knowledge. Yeah, Sean literally dove into some crazy thoughts, some crazy comparisons with him and Gary V. You just really got to listen to this podcast. It's full of energy. It's extremely entertaining. He gives his business advice. He's been um, done over 10 million in sales. So, I mean, it's really uh, a huge podcast for Sean as it's his first podcast. But, I mean, it's entertaining. I mean, That's the, all I got to say. The guy definitely has, you know, if, like if I'm really telling you the truth right now. Sean and me watching Gary V's 30, 30 year old videos or 34 year old videos, I can see the same energy. I can literally see Sean was sitting crazy. in front of a camera and doing the same thing. I thought it was Gary V like flipping in and out. Yeah, like, I'm not I mean, and the, the guy has knowledge. Um, he has energy. He knows what he's talking about. He's built a $5 million business um, and he's just been hustling. Like, he moved away from his hometown. Some crazy moves. You don't like, make this like, stuff. People up. don't do this stuff. No. I think you need to listen to this podcast, and I know that you're going to enjoy it. Uh, guys, if you're listening right now, remember to share this podcast in your social. Uh, if you're listening to it on uh, Spotify, share it in your, your Instagram stories. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on Twitter, and um, you know your comments are our context. Let's go. To what we do we next, baby. We hit it. And so we hope you guys enjoy this episode. We know you will. See ya. Welcome to another episode of the Late Night Sessions podcast. I'm your co-host, Sam Coleman Dancer. And I'm Brandon Johns. Today, we've got Sean Lowry. He's an e-commerce expert, a true entrepreneur, hustler. Uh, he sold over $10 million online. So we can't wait to dive in with you today, Sean. So before we get started into really what you're doing and what you spend 98% of your time doing, um, what, tell us something about you that not many people would know. All right, so that's easy. Cause nobody knows who I am. That's right. I knew it. Look, I knew I knew what he was saying. I said he's gonna use that one. He's gonna use that one. But that's cool, bro. Look, on this podcast, we try to reach out to people that we think are hustling. And actually, you reached out to me, and that was like, that was perfect. Like, I, I, he's a hustler, right? And yeah. so we just want to get as many people on as possible, like you, minded, like like-minded people, like yourself, and then just kind of bring some value to the community and. um and so that's, that's exactly what we did here. So what's an interesting fact that maybe not even some of your closest friends know? <sighs> All right. Well, I actually, I haven't been sick in 17 years. I don't what know. Though? All so right. So that's listen, clutch. I mean, do that, you think that's a mindset thing or do you really just think? 100%, 100%. It's a mindset. So what do you do? Like, do you, uh, do you tell yourself, are you, are you like, I'm not going to get sick? Like, I'm just not. I'm like, just never, I'm, I never think about it. If I, if I feel a sniffle, which I haven't, I just ignore it. Like. I think people that take a day off that are sick, they just want a day off. So they're like, I'm sick. And then they start telling themselves that they're sick. And then they start sniffling and then they play into it. I do the opposite. I don't, I don't buy into that. Like, I've never been sick in 17 years. 17 years. I haven't, I haven't had a cold. So people almost like, you, that is so crazy. you're thinking kind of like, as soon as you kind of feel that sniffle, people start to look for that sickness. You say it out loud. You say yeah. it out loud. You say, oh, I, I think I feel sickness coming on. Then Make you tell sense. yourself that. And then you tell other people that, and then you believe it, and then you just play into it. A hundred percent. I mean, I really believe, I, I believe that's true. So, I mean, I, this already knocked into a deep question I'm already <laughs> trying to hit with. Um, but so mindset with sickness. Now, when it comes to business, 
how much of your, you know, your success in business has come, do you think because of your mindset or maybe visualization or something like that? Kind of expound on that. hundred percent. Are you, are you a big visualizer? Yes. How do you do it for me? All right. So look, here's a, here's a little story. Brandon visualized a lot and he actually kind of brought me into the visualization world. And the first time I was actually trying it, I sucked at it. Like I couldn't, I couldn't imagine myself in third person. Like I could do it. And then he would, he would tell me like, see yourself walking. And I'll try to see myself walking and like, I'll jump out of my body. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or I'll stop moving and I couldn't do it anymore. So tell me like, how do you tell me your process? How do you do it? How do you, how does it make you feel? Tell us a little bit about it. All right. So at this point, it's honestly, it's, it's kind of become second nature at this point, but it's easy to just close your eyes and you're just like, imagine the, the, the thing you want to have. Uh, it's, it, I mean, it's really that simple. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of like working out. It's hard at first, but the more you do it, the more you make a routine, the easier it gets. So I've been a millionaire in my mind, like since I've been about 19 and that's not the reality, but I just, I just, I, I go towards the thing that I see myself as. So I'm Mark Cuban in my mind and uh, I'm still early in my path. But uh, it's as simple as it sounds. You just close your eyes and you just, you just imagine, put yourself in a position. All right, so let's take a step back now. So we, now we want to get out of present. Let's go back to the past. How did you first get started into the e-commerce space? Or when did, no, let's go farther back. When did you know that you were going to be in business? Has it been, okay. a, has it been forever? Uh, yeah, I have, a unique, I have a unique perspective in this because I've right. read a single book. I know, I know about every entrepreneur from like Milton Hershey, like everyone, like Ted Turner, all those guys, I know their stories. And all these guys were entrepreneurs since they were kids. That's like every single one of them. They're all like five years old going door to door. I actually wasn't an entrepreneur until I was 19. I always said I wanted to like be a millionaire. I always said I wanted to be successful, but it took me until I was 19. I actually read the book, Think and Grow Rich. It's an amazing book. Yeah. Keep about my desk actually right here. Yeah. But uh, that book changed my life. So when I was 19, that's when I knew. I always said I wanted to be a millionaire when I was in high school, but I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. So I was 19. That's when I became the person I am now. Became so, so what was it that sparked you other than the book? Like, what was it in your mind that said, okay, I want to venture into the business world? It was it somebody like was it somebody in your family? Did you notice anything? Was it your friends? Like what was it that kind of other than the book? Uh, did the book just inspire you? Because the book just totally inspires you like by itself. Was it just the book or was it any other? I've always so like I I knew I well, working backwards. I knew I wanted to be a millionaire, and then yeah. what does that mean? What does that even mean? So then I knew. What, then I did a little research. Basically, all millionaires start their own companies. Yeah. So I was like, I got to start my own company. I have to be good at business. And you get tons of happiness and everything from that. But I had, I had a quote for myself when I was 20. I had a quote and I said it to myself all the time. It doesn't apply to me anymore. But I said, I don't know if I'm smart and I don't know if I'm stupid, but I'm not scared to find out. That's facts. Yeah. And That's it, facts. Yeah. And it doesn't apply to me anymore because I found out that I am smart. And I've been playing the, the dangerous game the past like six, seven years of just believing that I'm smart. I'm kind of trusting my instincts. and. Uh, and that's been big for me. So now I know that I'm smart. I've actually had a little bit of success now. It's you know, many ups and downs. But if not me, who? Like, I've heard so many uh, successful people say, hey, I'm just a regular guy. Like, so I just took that approach. I know yeah. I wanted to be a millionaire. I took that thought process. 
And why not me? Why not? Yeah. So in high school, did you play any sports or anything? Or Yes. I played basketball and lacrosse, but I was pretty much just like a party boy. Yeah. You yeah. think, did you have some kind of competitive spirit that kind of just like translated? Oh, yeah. Always been competitive. That's what it was? Always been overly competitive. Always. I, uh, I actually saw one of your tweets, Sam, and I loved it. You said like, uh, I'm too competitive for my family softball game or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, every, every, yeah. Time we play, every time we play a game, every time I play a game with my family, things just go wrong. I'm not the only person like that. My whole family is like this. Any time we play any kind of sport, any kind of game, it always turns bad and then we start arguing with each other it's just because we're competitive like we all want to win and so like i tweeted that i was like yeah i just can't do it like it's not like work you know it won't well, work out over the past few years like once in a while i'll decide not to play just to, so i don't ruin the day yeah <laughs> exactly i don't want to ruin anything i don't want to ruin the, the mood let's just do normal stuff if i'm playing i'm real i'm i'm, I'm in if, i don't i don't care who is in front of me bro I remember playing soccer one day in the yard with my sister. We were actually, no, we were playing kickball. It was, we were playing one-on-one kickball. One-on-one kickball? Listen, this is how competitive we are. We were playing one-on-one kickball, and I got pissed, and I kicked the ball so hard, and it smacked her in the face. I think, no, I don't, I don't think anything started bleeding, but she was crying. Like, it was just horrible. But I was, I still was running around the bases about to score. I did not stop. <laughs> but that's, 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 that's a little story. All right. You got something? Yeah, so. Cause you know, I talk about yeah, that. I know. <laughs> so you got, so you started to get into business. So to walk us through, you know, the first couple of things you tried in business, you know, getting that experience, you know, maybe for your first couple of ventures, you know, your, your successes right. and early failures or what, you know, walk us through that. All right. All right. So when I was 22, I graduated college and I kind of went on the path. I got a regular job. I got a sales job. I was making phone calls. And one day I, and I knew I wanted to start a business. So one day I went in on a Monday morning. I worked there about three months. And I literally went up to go to the bathroom at about 9.30 in the morning. And I just went out to my car and left and never came back. And I haven't got a paycheck from anyone else since then. That's, uh, That's awesome. Yeah, so I didn't know what I wanted to do. So in my mom's basement in Philadelphia, I live in Charleston, South Carolina now. And that's something to that. But I, I bought screen printing equipment on a, on a credit card. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. I wanted to start a clothing brand, but I... But I ended up doing like some screen printing for a while and I, I went back to my old fraternity, sold some shirts, uh, sold some shirts around town, but I didn't like that because it was too small. Like it was so locally based. I wanted it to be like bigger. And I loved the idea of selling products online because all you have to do is build an audience, put a link out there, and mm-hmm. then people click on it and buy it across the country. So I loved that element of it. So I had t-shirt equipment. So I started selling shirts online. Oh, it was a long a long path, but uh, I had, I'm a fan of Notre Dame football. Yeah, okay. Uh, I had an account for a Twitter account for them, and, uh, and I grew like 50,000, 60,000 followers on it, and it was uh, just tweeting on the game days and stuff. But then I started selling shirts to that audience, and I had a site called, it was called Go Irish $15 Tees, and I sold like, it was the year they like went to the national championship. Oh, okay. Uh, so I just sold like, Thousands, like thousands of shirts, and I was like, "Whoa, this is awesome!" And then they got me for like copyright and all that stuff. Oh, like, did they take all the money? No, nah, no, nah, they didn't take a penny. Oh, man. They just said you can't like, do this. Shut you down. And I was like, "All right, that's that's reasonable." I, I still deal with some of that stuff. Uh, <laughs> we we sell on our site. We sell like some Dunkin' Donuts theme, Chick Fil A theme. It's not our whole business. Yeah. But this one was like, "All right, this whole business is out." <laughs> so how long? I, have you- how long have you been doing your current business right now? 
All right, so my current business right now, since I moved to Charleston, South Carolina, it's been about five years. And the business is Lowry Brands. We have three brands right now. But our main one is the monogram brand. It's the girl brand. And that has been about 95% of our revenue. And that's been our main focus for the past three or four years. And so you just monogram, like, do people go to your website? I haven't looked at your website. People go to your website and they kind of just create their own product? Or how does that work? Uh, we offer products and then we personalize uh, their, it's, it's actually a very Southern trend. Yeah. Um, so you might see some, you might see some girls are, it's funny on Google analytics when we have shoppers, there's a map. Alabama's number one. All of our shoppers. Yeah. All of our shoppers, well, Texas, but I think that's just the popular. <laughs> but all of our shoppers in the South, we're trying to grow the trend across the country. Yeah. But uh, it's cool because it's there. It's just the girls initials uh, right here on her left chest. Uh, we actually started a whole new thing with it where we have designs with the monograms in it. But I decided to stick with this business because one, my fiance is a big part of the business and she does like the look of it for girls and uh, girls love to shop online and monograms can't really be like Amazon proof. Like or they're, they're Amazon proof. Like I have 10 employees and mo all of them are shipping, printing, customer service. I have machines. We do fulfillment. So yeah. I'm, building that. I'm building up fulfillment. I was just going to ask you, so you do have yeah. machines. So you got a whole like lab. Yeah. Things. So everything's in-house. Yeah, we have 3,000 square feet, and I just got another 15,000 square feet that we're getting in the next two months. So we're growing the business. Jesus, oh, so, man. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I love the business because I, as much as it's funny, because I make fun of myself all the time, that I'm the guy there writing, you'll love this personalized shirt. You look so cute in it. <laughs> like, I'm the guy writing that stuff, but it's an amazing market. And, uh, we have, we have like models that we get amazing pictures of and we just put out products all the time and people come to our website, they buy one, one or two items, just like they're at a store and we ship it to them. So we ship all across the country and I love the business because if people buy one monogram, that means they might buy two, three, four, five. We, we send a, a gift to a customer who's placed over 10 orders every week. We have customers who place 20 orders, 25 orders. So they love monograms. They keep buying it. And no one else can just recreate it and compete with us because we, you know, you can, you can, anyone can get a hundred sh uh, shirts screen printed and just sell them from their, from the basement, but they cannot get a hundred different personalized items. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I decided to do that because it's a good business. Yeah. Yeah. So I got another question. So you do really good. You do really well customer service. I want to, cause I want to bring uh, value to the audience. What is something that you can tell? Cause you know, the, the t-shirt, industry is kind of like saturated where people can't really get into it unless they just you know really know what the fuck they're doing so what's some advice that you can give to somebody that wants to start maybe in a t-shirt screen printing business or any ideas that you have in your mind that you think people could do selling on online right. in the retail space like yeah oh, i have a great advice for that and i follow this it's stick to one thing have one thing that you focus on and be the best at it and a lot of entrepreneurs aren't good at this because they like doing all different stuff. They like move, putting their minds in a lot of different places and they get bored by doing the same thing over and over. But so we have these like digital printers. I could take a picture right now and print on a shirt. We could have so many different things that we do. We can print any t-shirt in the world, but I, I will not let us do anything besides monograms because that's what we do. That's what we're the best at. So focus on one thing. And it's, it's hard to do because when you're just starting, uh, people might think that 
if anyone asks me for anything and they're going to give me money, then you should do it. Yeah. I, have, I say no a lot. If, if somebody ever asked me, hey, I need 100 shirts for my team, I say, hell no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Because that's not what our business is. Our business model is set up to get out these personalized items. So stick to one. So you're telling people to stick to one, stick to one thing. Yeah. That makes sense. So tell us how our, so you said you want there's a little story behind how you got from, from Virginia to North Carolina. So, or South Carolina, sorry. Yeah. Philly to Charleston. Oh, Philly to Charleston. Okay. So tell us how, tell us how that all came about and you know, that's behind that. Yeah, this is one of the most badass things I've done. Uh, I, if you would have told me when I was your guys' age that I would live in Charleston, South Carolina, I would be like, that is the most random place in the world. I don't know anybody here. It's a good city. It's like a cool city. But I decided, I got tons of friends, tons of family in Philly. I said, I'm going to move away to a random place, and I'm going to go on a 10-year business trip. And I'm just going to – because my friends are always hitting me up. I want to hang out. Like, I just – I basically said, I'm committing to this entrepreneurial life. I'm committed to this business and I'm moving to Charleston randomly where I won't know anyone within 3000 miles, except for my fiance, who's amazing. And we just work on the business every day. So I have no distractions. I haven't made any friends here. I have my employees and like people always come visit me, but that's perfect. That's perfect for my setting. So I move to a random location just to get away from everyone to focus on my business. Like, so you really went all in. Like, I've yeah. never heard of that. I've never I've heard never of somebody heard of that, yeah. really moving away. How long have you been away? 10 years? Uh, I've been five years now. Five years? Yeah. And just like moving all, like going all in on it. That's crazy. All right. So, how is the business doing now? And then what do you expect to see? I know you're moving into the 50,000 square feet uh, place. Like, what's next for you? Once once this all gets settled in and you know, you really start, start building, team starts growing, what's next for you? So that question is a question that like I'm focusing on monograms. I'm not changing it. Like you're not, you're not changing. It's just monograms all the way throughout. Like, yes. Like for now, yes. Now we have the multiple brands. Uh, and we, we, at one point we're putting a lot of energy into all three brands, but I've decided to bring the energy back into the one brand and just make that the best it can possibly be. There's until I know it's about a $40 million market because one of our competitors, uh, is about a $35 million business. We're a $5 million business. And there's a couple other people. So I want all of that market. And then I want to spread monograms across the whole country. And that is my current goal. Now that could adjust, that could change. But the next thing for me, I'm trying to, I'm thinking maybe I might want to do some type of personal branding. But oh, it's, it's, it's you so separate. Literally have so much to say. And I can tell you have so oh, much yeah. to say. You need to start. You need to start your personal brand. I mean, look, like, you, I think you, you're at the right age. Like, you know stuff. You've experienced stuff. We're just kind of talking about our experiences now and the stuff we've learned from people like you. So you have everything to say. You just got to do it. You yeah. got to carve out that time to do it. Yeah, dude. Uh, I don't know how I came across you, but you kind of inspired me to start thinking about that because your videos are and all, every, all your content, it's, it's, it's great stuff. It's consistent. It's professional looking. And like I see on YouTube, it's like, if you would have had like 10,000 views on all your videos, I wouldn't have been as interested in you. But you will have like just a few views. And dude, that's awesome. I love that. Like, I appreciate that. Awesome. I appreciate yeah, that. We talk, about, we talk about it all the time. Like we just, we don't worry about the, the views. We don't worry about the metrics. Awesome. 
somebody hit me up the other day and they're like, bro, I see your, uh, your video on Instagram. They're getting more views. And I'm like, I didn't even notice because we don't like, we didn't, we don't pay attention to the metrics. We just focus on growing who we are, learning more, making the relationships, connect with people and then trying to be the best we can be. Yeah. You know, I can, I can tell like, about like literally we, we, we know, we know that the only way to make it is to do it and to stay consistent with it. So we talk about it all the time and, and that's what we're, you know, holding, holding our ground doing and you know, we're going to do it forever. So, yeah. So Sean, let me jump back into, you know, you, you kind of jumped with the you know, Notre Dame and then now to what you're doing now. So what's one of your biggest failures? All right. That's a good question, Brandon. So, <laughs> so 15, oh, dude, you think I'm crazy moving to Charleston? So about 15 months ago, I had like, I was about $400,000 in the hole. I had 12 employees. I had built my business up. Our sales were really good. And we always, our holiday season's huge. So I had a bunch of employees in December, November, December, and then I kept them all in January, February, March. And our sales were high. We were having like $300,000 in sale a month, but I was losing money. So I was spending, I figured out what it was. I was spending way too much money on Facebook ads. And I was, the reason I was doing that was because I was trying to get work for my employees. I promised these guys, I was like, we're building this company. Like, we're going to keep growing. We're going to keep doing it. And, uh, and the business basically crashed. It basically failed. If it, if it weren't for my grit, I would not have made it through. I, so actually, I actually, uh, I, I, bought, I bought a pretty nice house a couple years ago and we had to rent it out and we we're sleeping at the office. That's, we, oh it, my, you don't make this stuff up. That is, you can't make you this stuff So I took, I took screenshots of my bank accounts. By the way, you can go deep into the hole if you want to. Like, hey, if you listen to this right now, you want to you want to build a business. Look, you can go deep as hell into the hole as far as you want, and you can make it if you got grit, baby. You go so deep in the hole, I swear. The bank, my, I, I have screenshots of me and my fiance kind of sleeping. We got a little bed at the office, and screenshots of that. I have screenshots of my bank accounts. I have two of them. One was at like negative five thousand. One was at negative three thousand. And so we had our sales coming in. So every morning I would get like a couple thousand bucks, but then I'd have all the expenses come out of like eleven. So I try to like split where my money will go between like nine and eleven, and dude, like at one point I couldn't run any more Facebook ads because I owed them too much money, and so I went over to like Snapchat and run ads there, like and I put all emails out, like it was dead, it, we died, but we still had a business. And I was thinking I could quit now, I could quit, but pretty soon it's gonna be November, December, and I'm gonna be trying to figure my life out, and I'm gonna be like, yo, I had it figured out. So basically, I do the hardest things I had to do. I had to fire about eight employees that were did nothing wrong. They were great people. It was one of the hardest things I ever had to do. And I had just hyped them up. I had just said, no. Yeah. So, and I, a couple months later, I had, yo, my bad. You guys got like, my bad. Sorry. Did you ever, did you ever tell them like, I'm going to try my best, like get you back? How was that? Actually, yeah, I told him that. And one guy we actually had come back for a couple months, uh, just like a little stint a couple months later during the holidays, we brought him back. But I told them to get other jobs, man, because like I needed to take, so if you look at like my sales chart, they were really high. And then for three, uh, about five, six months, I only had like 80,000 in sales a month. And I, I took those eight, uh, five months and I figured out my business. I know that now I know, and I have a chart up at my office where all my employees know my Facebook sales need to be, or my Facebook ads need to be under 25% of what my revenue is that day. Mm -hmm. I would, they were up around 40%. Yeah. And I, if, it's, if it's over, if it's about 40%, you're losing money. And so I had to just buckle down, 
figure out how to run the business for real, learn some like tactics and advertising. So I just died, the business died, but we still had our brand and we still had uh, our customers and we just, we just, I just for five months, I just buckled down, figured out how to run the business. And then by the end of the year, uh, Black Friday, Christmas season, we sold tons of stuff again. And by the beginning of the year, I was out of debt and we actually had to shut our, uh, shut our ads down because uh, we, had, we had so many sales that we couldn't get it all out because we didn't have enough people. Jesus Christ. So this was not going to happen. But uh, it was, it failed. It, it failed because of my bad, my bad running of it. And, and when we were failing, I loved it. It was one of the most fun times I've ever had in my life because I knew about it. I knew that businesses go through this. I knew that all businesses fail, about 90, 95% fail. And I knew that before. So when the time hit, I was like, yo, you're ready for it. You're like, this is the moment. Dude, you're yeah. weird, dude. You're weird, dude. I love it. Yeah, I, I love it. You're different. You're different than everybody else. And that's like, I really do. I respect that 100%. Yeah. So, all right. So you, you said you rented out the house. That kind of like stuck out to me. You rented out your house. Did that help? Like that help a lot? Like, how was that? Was that the, was that uh, like the you're not, really to, you're not really allowed to do Airbnb in my neighborhood. So like, you know, we did it for like a little while. We didn't do like, we didn't run it out like for a month. We rented it out for like a couple of weekends. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Like, uh, so we did it like five, six times. And yeah, like actually I bought a nice house. So we got some good money for that, but, uh, it just went right into the hole, you know, it just went into the hole, but yeah, it helped. It helped. It was like 800 bucks, a thousand bucks for a weekend. So yeah, I got you. Cool. So you've been doing this with your fiance, correct? Dude, she's she's holding it down for you, huh? No, she's the shit. She's uh, uh, respect. Yeah, I'm just trying to picture that like that that moment, you know, when you're like, we gotta rent out this place, we gotta go sleep at the office. I'm just trying to like, I mean, that's that's something that I yeah. I have not heard, you know, and that's I mean, that's just a testament to how like true you are to your business and how, the grit that you have. So I enjoyed it. I got so I got a question. So what do you say to people out there, couples, or or maybe a one man show, or one lady show who's doing it on their own, but they they're interested in you know dating or you know getting married, just starting up a business. What's your advice for communication? People ask me this question because I run my business with my fiance, uh, but again, I'm not normal like that, so it doesn't yeah. always it doesn't always apply. But we have an amazing relationship and, and we are committed to this thing. This is our life. So, I mean, at one point when we were first starting, I, I almost wanted to break up with her because like, I'm going all in. I'm going into this business thing. It's going to be crazy. And she, at that point, we kind of like took like a week or two off. And then she was like, she's, we, she decided she's in. And then after that, we moved and everything. So I think in order to run a business, it's great to have a a girlfriend, especially if she supports you, because then you don't have to go out and find a girl. Yeah. Like I, I'm, a, I'm a party animal. I love to party. So if I didn't have a girlfriend, I would probably be going out every weekend. I would probably be drinking and spending time doing that. Some people say, "Well, if you have a girlfriend, then it's, uh, it costs you a lot of money, and that and that's not worth it if you're trying to start your business, or that takes up too much of your time." And that that makes sense for some people. It depends on the relationship. But uh, I think that if you have a girlfriend that's down with you. It is helpful because then you don't need to go out and focus on girls. Yeah, and so you guys, you guys communicate. You guys communicate a lot, right? I'm sure yeah, over communicate yeah. everything. She knows me. She's down for a lot of everything we do. That's 
That's respect. Hundred percent. That's respect. So um, now let's talk personal. So what do you like to do in your free time? I just say you like your little your party animal. How do you like? What do you like to do in, in your free time? Uh, dude, I don't do anything in my free time. <laughs> I'm, I'm always working, man. I swear to God. Uh, I so all my boys from home they come down to visit me uh, once in a while, and I'll take that weekend off and we'll just go out, we'll party, uh, we'll hang out. Um, I'll keep my relationships with them. Uh, what are what are some things that you do no one else knows that you you probably do on a consistent basis? And I'm gonna give you an example. Like for me, and this is like kind of fun for me, but what I do is like every morning I wake up, I check the app store to see the top trending apps to see where like where I need to focus my attention on, or I may read some articles of you know I like to read TechCrunch and like what do you do? I, that's fun for me to do in the morning sometimes. I don't do it every morning, but most of the times. What's something that's fun for you that's, that's, that nobody really knows that you do? Uh, so, I mean, I love music, but I kind of stopped listening to music. I listen to like pop songs and stuff. In the car, whenever I'm not working, I like to listen to like podcasts and business stuff. Uh, I, I like I've listened to, like I said, I listen to like every audio book about entrepreneurs i like to think i like to it's listen like, to stuff. like listening to that kind of stuff kind of helps you escape and then you yeah just, escape. You it's still kind of businessy yeah get, like, get your mind thinking yeah yeah and i watch tv shows yeah, that, like, sometimes during dinner and stuff like that yeah. but uh i love i love thinking i love like i love the joe rogan podcast gary vaynerchuk i, I can tell that oh, you yeah. 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 So i want to say gary vaynerchuk if you're listening fuck you gary vaynerchuk <laughs> I want to be. I want to be his rival. I want to be his rival because I. I've, I've made. I've made a. I've made a notice. I. I know. I've never heard anyone else say this. I've made a something that I've noticed. And a lot of people that are very similar, they always rival up. So like we got Cardi B and Nicki Minaj, MGK and Eminem, like Lady Gaga and and Madonna, uh, like uh, Coke, Coke and Pepsi. It makes sense. Yeah. They're, they're exactly the same, and they have like the same market, but they always go at it. And it kind of works because, you know, uh, having like a, a, a feud is people like it. But those people are like identical, you know, MGK and Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. And, and they fight instead of instead of working together. So I'm trying to start a fight with Gary Vee. Well, he's my idol. I respect him more than anyone. You got, you look like you got that same, um, that same, that energy he had when he was like around your age, honestly. Yeah. I can see it, yeah. yeah. Straight up. <laughs> I, I literally was like, get, get, get. <laughs> he didn't start talking to the world until he was like 34 and he had already like done some business stuff. Yeah, so that's, that's what I'm trying to do. That's always been my thing. You know, I'm trying to like, first, like, I'm not, I'm not a singer. I'm not an entertainer. Like, if I'm ever going to be a voice, I need to like have some credibility and build something. So that's kind of what I've been like focusing on. Mm -hmm. But I'd love to be a famous like voice or something. Uh, you got it. I mean, look, you're right on the right path. I mean, I can just feel it. You know what I mean? 100, percent bro. I can feel it. I can really feel it. I can yeah. see it, and um, I can only imagine what the energy is like in person. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I'm happy. I'm, I, I have a great life. So, what's a question that you want to ask the people? Um, our audience is between the ages of, you know, 15, well, 18 to 25. What's a question that you want to ask? And oh, by the way, we, we go to Mississippi State University, so you know, college you could, students, you could yeah. college students, sorority girls, Monica. Okay. What, what's, oh, your, what's, your what's your question? Yeah. What's your question? I would ask something about monograms, but the uh, the uh, 
the audience that I have at Monograms doesn't overlap with like the entrepreneur audience. Imagine. This is one of the reasons why I've like kind of held off on if my business was like your guys or if I was a content business, I would be all out there. Uh, but I guess my question is, should I start a podcast and should I start a personal brand? Can I answer that question for you? We don't even need to ask the audience. We don't need to even we ask need the people. Ask the you need to start it. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Like a, like a podcast? I think you should just start documenting. I think you just start documenting. Literally, I could just see you in front of, like, you have the, the type of personality to just sit in front of a camera and just talk. You know what I mean? Do I like so. the same segment every day. And, okay. and you, like, if you really wanted to take it to the next level and have somebody follow you, like, or have somebody record you, or you can record yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? Just kind of yeah. like a day in the life of what you actually do. Like yeah. you, know, you have already built yeah. something huge. Most people don't even build million dollar businesses. Right. And so, you know. All right, yeah. That's my question. If any of your listeners wanna hit me up and uh, give me their opinion on it, I, I mean, I'm gonna do a little push. But I know, here's one of the things I know, this is one of the things I respect about you guys, is once you, if, if you're gonna do something, you gotta be consistent. Uh, and I haven't really done that. I've like, I always record every three months. I do a speech to my company and I record that. And I have like a little YouTube channel where those are there. And honestly, I put those there just because I think it'll be fun to look back at one day. Exactly. I haven't been yeah. exactly. Dude, it's so it's like, we, we look back from a couple months ago and it's just like, like crazy, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's there, which, which is, and, but, that, but that's content that I'm talking to my company. It doesn't really apply yeah. to like, it's, it's like, hey, put in your, how much you do each day. It's like specific things about the company and, and everything like that. So that doesn't really apply to like an audience of people. So LinkedIn. I know if I start something, maybe maybe for me, maybe a weekly podcast would be good because then I can be consistent. And then I, uh, you know, if I start shifting all this great energy I have for my business into my personal brand. Yeah, it's, it's a, a lot. Balance. It's a lot, dude. It's a balance. Yeah. It's a point, you know? yeah. So that's why I've been like, I think I'd be good. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's my I, And I say go all in because we have two, like we have two different lives. You know, I'm in college. You're running a multi-million dollar business. So you got a lot, you have to put a lot of energy into your business. I don't have to put so much energy out there like that. So I still have that time. That's why I'm trying to push as hard as I can now, because once that happens and I won't have it, you have as much, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I I'm, you, so yeah. you got to do what's best for you. You got to do what makes you happy, what keeps your energy balanced. And then you also got to, you know, stay consistent. So if you even start a weekly podcast or a weekly show, you know, that's at least starting. I think, I think my approach is going to be that I'm doing it for fun at first because there's really no business reason for me to do it that much because it doesn't really overlap with uh, my audience for the monogram thing. And I, actually, my girlfriend or my fiance, we've been trying to build up her personal brand because she talks to the camera, she sells the stuff, yeah. she has lots of followers. So then we were thinking maybe we could do a, a monogram show, me and her, and we kind of got the couple thing going. But that will be not entrepreneur stuff. That wouldn't be like this. That would be to that audience. And even, mm -hmm. yeah, do, and if it's fun for you, that's even better. Yeah, like, that's that's easy. See, the thing that comes with that is then, uh, I get the microphone and I get the stuff. So at my house, I'm one of my extra bedrooms. I, I have a microphone and I've been messing around. I mean, I made like a rap on there, just like messing oh, around. Oh, we need that rap. We need to hear it. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, make sure you. But I use that to get the microphone stuff. So I kind of been pushing. You're there. Hard for me to do yeah, that's like even like you like you said, if it's it's fun for you. You don't have to try to sell to people, so that even help your brain even more. Right, better, right. You know, right. The fact that I don't have to make money from it, 
yeah. could make it better for people to listen to. That's what Gary Vee always says. Jab, he, jab, jab, jab. I mean, well, look, it well, worked. Well, for, it, yeah. it worked for him, and I don't see it hasn't been wrong for anybody else. You know what I mean? Man, dude, and he cares about legacy. God, I love him so much that I hate him. I hate him. Look, <laughs> like, literally, I, I dove in. I dove into what he was doing for a whole year straight. I like watched behaviors. I watched I everything. Know, I, can tell I picked you. up everything, and then I totally wiped him out. Yeah. Okay. Except for Twitter. Except for Twitter, because he followed me back on Twitter. I mean, eventually, once you learn all his lessons, uh. It, it is a little repetitive. Like, yeah. I listen to Gary Vee for entertainment in that I know everything. Like, I seriously think I could just repeat. If someone asks Gary Vee a question, I think I could say what he says. Yeah. Once, <laughs> yeah. Too. But then once in a while, he'll give me a little tidbit. And I'm like, all right, Gary Vee. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's the fucking man. Yeah, so, like, and, like, this, <laughs> and then you just do your own thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I would try to uh, not be him exactly. I would try to. That's why I like saying the thing about I wasn't an entrepreneur when I was born because that's different. Yep, and, that's exactly, uh, that's exactly, well, not you, but that's exactly how I am. That's like how you were? Did yep. you play sports in high school? Yep. Okay. Played sports in high school. I didn't know, I didn't even, I literally, I came to school here to do chemical engineering and it didn't work out. So I, I went on a school website and I looked up, well, business was the first thing that popped up. And so I just clicked on business saw the entrepreneurship center came there and then that's how I met him and it all started. Dude, you guys are, you guys, you guys get it. You guys get it. And you're only 20. I got some cousins that are 20 and they're idiots. <laughs> you guys get it. You guys are smart. Trying, like if you really submerge yourself in the environment and just, yeah, it's just crazy how much it affects you. Yeah. It's, it, dude, and, and again, this is kind of Gary. I got to stop saying this is a Gary. <laughs> thing. This is a me thing. Yeah. It's you. It's too, you know, but it, dude, I, I get literally high every day. Because I'm in charge of my own life and what I do, and I'm responsible for it. And it's like scientifically proven that you need personal responsibility to be happy. So I'm I'm happy, and and there's many paths to happiness, and everyone should choose their own. But entrepreneurship does provide a path for maximizing happiness because you get to do whatever you want. And if I if I I, I hate here's one thing about me I am disgusted by the lottery. The lottery disgusts me because why, why if, if, I, if someone gave me a million dollars right now, what am I going to do? Go to the beach and drink tequila? I think about that all the time, dude. I'll, I, I don't know what I, people wouldn't take you seriously. Like, they take, like you, you got handed that money, you know what I mean? First of all, yeah, and I don't even care about that, but you go there and you go to the beach and drink tequila. 48 hours later, you're hungover and you have a sunburn. And then what? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even expecting <laughs> You know? Then what? Then what? Like, cool, the beach, cool. Like, then what? You need yeah. something to do yeah. or else you're going to be so bored. Exactly. And happiness. You can watch a lot of TV shows. And then one day you're going to be like, yo, what am I doing? Yep. Like, so I'm disgusted by the lottery and, and you have to have something to do to be happy. And a lot of the times, nine to five jobs, they can provide happiness, and, they, and, and it's a good path, but uh, a lot of people try to get out of there at 3 o'clock. If I want to get out of here at 3 o'clock, I'll go. But, like, you know, you just have those couple hours a week where, like, you're like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. And maybe that's part for the course, and maybe that's okay. Then you start living for the weekends. But And you can be happy like that. But on a base level, um, yeah. a person like that and a person who's an entrepreneur, you have a higher ceiling for happiness. Yep, because, I mean, you really control everything that you do. Yeah. And you can maximize that happiness. That's, that's the game. Happiness. Yeah. 
Maximize happiness, people. All right. We got to get Brandon out of here. We thank right. you so much for being on the show and uh, stick around for a couple minutes. We're going to talk a little All bit right. after, but uh, we're going to close this thing out. Thank you so much. He actually, Sean reached out to me on Twitter. Hit me up on Twitter at Coleman Answer. Hit Brandon up on Twitter at For Brandon Johns. Hit us up if you want to be on a podcast. You know, we'll, we'll try to make it work, make it and, and I'm sure we can. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Loved all the value you brought, the entertainment, the the, the, the energy. We love it. Oh yeah. Um, I'm Sam Coleman Answer, and I'm Brandon Johns, and we're out. Peace.